Hi, it's Emily, and welcome to a special edition of Sliced, a sliced snippet. This episode was recorded in Arizona at the Unmet AZ conference back in early October, and will be a short but inspiring look into impactful founders and notable people from the region. On today's Slice Snippet, we'll speak with Andy Lombard, Executive Vice President of Innovation and Venture Development for the Arizona Commerce Authority, and Mahathi Sardar, Vice President of Revolution's Rise of the Rest. Andy and Mahathi were panelists at Unmet and provide us with a little slice of knowledge from the conference. We'll start by speaking with Andy about the Arizona community. Enjoy. Hi, Andy. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks for having me. I know you're catching a flight. We're going to make this very brief, so don't even worry. Go as long as you want. (laughs) But for our listeners who don't know you and maybe who aren't in the Arizona area, could you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your role, your title, and what you do for the community of Arizona? Yeah, right now I've got the best job in the Mm -hmm. world. It's uh, Executive Vice President of Innovation, Venture Development um, for the state of Arizona. You know, with the ACA, it's just been fantastic. Um, Arizona Commerce Authority is our state's economic development agency. So we have three things. One, we attract businesses to the state. Two, we expand companies that are here. And three, we help create new companies and help create the environment for business across the board. So the goal of my team is to make it the best place to start and scale a company anywhere in the world. And we're doing that through many, many programs and other activities. In a previous life, um, I'm a four-time venture-backed founder um, in multiple technologies, uh, software, uh, broadband, wireless, and uh, life science. Um, and it's just a, uh, such a pleasure to come to work and be able to apply kind of all the, the good things, the, the hard things that have been done, but also some of the uh, things that you don't want to do again, you know, and you want to avoid. So helping that ecosystem grow, it's been a lot of fun. That's so awesome. Are you from Arizona? I'm not. I'm from Chicago. Um, I started with Motorola when I was 19 years old, and uh, right after that, I, I got shipped off overseas and have lived in six different countries for Motorola. Um, helped to run Motorola Ventures. Got addicted to startups through that process. Uh, went out to Silicon Valley and never looked back. Wow. And now here you are. Yeah. And tell us a little bit about Venture Madness. Cool title, by the way. Yeah, thanks. So (laughs) Venture Madness is just a wonderful partnership that we've had now for almost uh, over a decade with Invest Southwest. And um, we rebranded it about five or six years ago. Um, We coined it off of March Madness, where we actually bracketed companies and they went head to head against each other. It was pretty cool. That's very cool. What we decided to do, though, is just make it more of a straight kind of competition. So we sectorized it into different um, groupings. And yeah, so we have anywhere from 25 to 30 companies participate in that. Um, They go through a pretty rigorous selection process. I think there was about 120 applications this year, which was a a nice uh, turnout. There's a few things we want to accomplish with a, a function like that. Number one, get the juices flowing from a founder perspective, and it always just is wonderful to see these companies. The winners of Venture Madness over the year have gone on to raise well over a billion dollars, so it's a big wow. deal. I mean, they're getting a $10,000 check, but it's the wrapper that the community puts around right. them and just the kind of signaling that that says. That's, that's a big deal. It is a big deal. And then the other thing is just community. You know, one of the things that I think differentiates Arizona is that open, inviting environment across the board. 
um, it's a new, it's still a new ecosystem, really, if you think about it from a tech startup perspective. And I think that inviting side is founders helping founders, investors helping investors, ecosystem kind of coming together, and really putting their arms around companies that can actually win and help them not to make the same mistakes that have been made and help right. them to accelerate uh, on ideas that, that can save time and uh, hopefully begin to grow great companies. That's so neat. And then, so kind of the last piece would be the Unmet Conference. Could you talk about your involvement in the ACA's involvement with that? Yeah. And I kind mean, of how they're separate? So, um, you know, one of those three-legged stools for the Arizona Commerce Authority, like any economic development group, is to attract and businesses are usually thought of, right? So it's corporates. I want as many jobs, as much capital investment, um, high wages that I can possibly get in the state. Well, we start to apply that same thinking around capital attraction. So, you know, there's ingredients that we need. We need great founders, great companies. We need deal flow. All of that environment needs to stew and be able to be the, the garden where you grow great, mm -hmm. great, great products and teams. Capital is always so important. So my mission is to go make Arizona the most capital attractive place in the world. Um, I'm going to do everything we can. Uh, that means go to Silicon Valley many times, go to you know Utah many times, that means go to catch New York. a flight right now. It doesn't matter, yeah. <laughs> and uh, even go to Dubai and find mm -hmm. uh, our friends in Dubai and, and tell them what great investments we have here or all over the world. So capital attraction is part of that. So uh, unmet conference, um, I met Clay and uh, John in October 2019 at the first Denver Unmet, and I said, I want that in Arizona. I mean, I'm not going to go copy it, so let's go partner and bring this here. So we've since then partnered. This is our third Unmet. Um, the first uh, two Unmets were virtual by <laughs> uh, pandemic uh, uh, needs, and it was just fantastic. It just really expanded the network. Everyone could attend. Um, I think we had well over 200, 250 investors participate in that, well over, I think, 150 companies. And uh, I think uh, the approximate amount of money raised is well over 100, $120 million through those first two virtuals. So, but Zoom is Zoom. The Zoom box, uh, it's so hard and to keep doing it. Um, it's a great tool. I don't think it was ever meant to be our lives. Mm -mm. Um, the Zoom fatigue is We need this. Thing. We mm -hmm. need face-to-face. -face. We need, you know to be back in it. And it just feels so good to make it face-to-face -face with Venture Madness yesterday and our AZ Bio Week, this uh, event. Um, we had the Mayo MedTech Accelerator Summit this week in person. Next week, we're having our Venture Ready graduation, which will be our 16th cohort graduation wow. next week. Uh, and then we'll get on a plane to Dubai. Wow, so you're booked. A little bit. You're booked and busy. <laughs> yeah. That's so neat. So what is your favorite part about living in Arizona? Um, I think it's twofold. One, I'm just an outdoor guy. Mm -hmm. The quality of life. You, are you a skier? I'm a big skier. You knew that. I actually did, you know, did know that. Actually, you did know yeah. Okay, well, you're setting me up then. <laughs> um, I'm addicted to skiing and startups. So there, you, you can wrap around Andy Lombard into those two things, okay. I think. Okay, we'll so, put that in your bio. Yeah. And, and for here, um, I'm also mountain biking, hiking, the beauty, uh, the outdoors. Um, you know, we have some of the best weather in the world for nine months. The other months, we tend to either get in the pool or go up north. And the north is, you know, 90 minutes away, two hours away. You're in just another great environment of mountains, right. desert. So quality of life is one thing. The second is 
our open regulatory environment here. We are open for business, and Governor Ducey has just done such a really great job of opening up our regulatory environment, making us the most inviting place to do business in the world. And his mission and his vision has always been to make Arizona the best place to start, grow, and live. You know, so growing a company, starting a company, living here, and recreate. And I think though we, we miss that sometimes. In the economic development world, to make a great environment to be is so important because talented people want to be in places they want to live. Exactly. So much more important now after, mm-hmm. you know, the pandemic. For sure. And uh, people are making that choice every single day, and we're seeing ourselves grow as the fastest growing place in the United States. Uh, we're the number one in small business growth. Uh, the city of Phoenix has been number one growth for the city in the country for, I think, six years running right now. Wow. Yeah. It's just an amazing thing to watch, and it's only happening faster. Mm-hmm. That's so neat. Well, you said you were a four-time founder. Is yes. that right, Venture Back? Yeah. Do you have a piece of advice or pieces of advice for a founder just getting started in their journey or maybe looking to go raise that first round? Yeah, I mean, there, there's so many. But I think the first and foremost to me is that whole concept of surround yourself with good people, right? That is a known. But sometimes we don't take that to heart enough. We are caught up sometimes early on in our entrepreneurial journey of the idea, the product, the mission of what we're building. Spend a lot of time on who you're building it with, okay? From a team perspective, it just makes all the difference in the world. If you're selective about that, if you're thoughtful and do your diligence around that and spend the time to do that, it's it's gonna provide incredible leaps and bounds of growth quicker, faster, and, um, you know, in a more impactful way. Same concept that I would tell everyone is then put that towards your advisor team, your personal advisor network, your personal advisor board. Be formal about creating that. I'm not talking about your company board. Okay. I'm talking about your personal board. Those that can mentor you and bring those quality people around as well. And again, be very selective of that. Those are people that have your best interest at heart every single minute Mm -hmm. of the day. Is it hard to suss out a good mentor? What should they look for? It is hard. I think um, it's it's not thought of enough. First of all, I have kind of a pet peeve um, that people can raise their hand and say, I'm a mentor. You have to have certain qualities, experience built into it. It's not... It's not that we don't think it's a great idea that you desire to help people. That's a good thing. But to be a great mentor, you have to have some scar tissue. You have to have some ability to show, you know, what that industry expertise is, but also at a personal empathy level. You have to be willing to dig in across the boundaries of that business solution to a personal solution. Hey, man, I'm not, you know, getting my life balance. I'm I'm having trouble even thinking about my family life right now, or I'm, because that that all is an ingredient of importance when you're focusing on trying to build something. This is hard stuff. It takes a lot of time and a lot of uh, sacrifice. So being able to have someone that you can trust on that is not always easy to find. So, you know, you can kind of look at it like that old adage, how many friends do you have really good friends in your life. I'm not talking about acquaintances. I'm not talking about fun people to be around. I'm talking about true 
they're going to deliver friends. Mentors are the same way. So you're only going to have a few of them. That's true. It's going to be three to five at the most. Mm-hmm. Isn't there a phrase, I used to say this to people sometimes, and I, I don't know where I heard it, but I think it's true, that you become a sum of the fi- the closest five people to you. The five people you spend the most time with, you start to pick up things they say. If they have an accent, you might like slip up and say a word in that accent. You become like them. You pick up their traits. And I've always thought of that even when I was in school. You, when you think about those five people, which should come to mind, you're like, oh, yeah, I, I do see like that I, you become like them. It's so important of who you surround yourself with. I think it's a beautiful idea, right? I mean, if you look at the constellation and start to build that out, the five people around my personal life and time, it ends up probably to be a lot of your work colleagues or those that are around you, not just your family. For me, I try to make it my two hunting labs and, you know, do weird, no, I'm joking, <laughs> <laughs> become kind of uh, upland hunting. So, But no, I, I think that's super important um, and right. You know, what you surround yourself with culturally and how you um, interact with them is going to mm-hmm. define what your activities are in so many ways. For sure. Well, we'll end on this question. What motivates you every day? Um, Aside from the labs. Yeah, (laughs) I I would have to say um, the thrill of solving um, problems that help people and companies, ecosystems, a state, a business grow. I kind of, I'm a, like I said, I'm a little addicted to the growth side of things and how we can figure out better, faster, more ingenious ways of doing that. And for me, that's innovation, right? That's all about, you know, learning and continuous improvement and the excitement of that. Um, look, you know, I, like I always said, I have a get-to job. I get to do it, not a, I have to go do a job. And... Not that, you know, it says anything other than the fact that I love what I do and it's uh, it's an amazing thing to work with founders. It's an amazing thing to work with founders and investors and bringing that together and helping people, um, you know, with lessons learned and, and, you know, ways in which they can uh, grow faster and quicker. Um, so I would say it's probably uh, um, helping things to grow, uh, whether it's an ecosystem, a company, a founder, or an investor group, and capital, and estate, so... Love it. Well, thank you so much, and thanks for the work that you're doing. Well, and thank you, guys. Thanks for taking the time to sit down. I know you have a flight to catch, so I'm going to go let you do that. Right but on. thank you again. Thank you so much. <laughs> it's been great. Appreciate it. I am sitting down with Mahathi from Revolution. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? Thanks for having me. Yes, thank you so much for popping in. So we can kind of jump right in. First, I want to hear a little bit about your background, and then we'll kind of move into Revolution and what you guys are doing there. Yeah, for sure. Happy to. So my name is Mahathi, like you mentioned, and I'm part of Revolution's Rise of the Rest Seed Fund. Um, So Revolution as an entity was founded by Steve Case, and we have three different fund families, and I specifically sit on our Rise of the Rest Fund. So we exclusively invest outside of Boston, New York, and SF, and are looking for really incredible seed stage founders um, all across America to work with. And for me, this the ethos of our fund really resonates with my background and where I started um, just generally as an investor and, and more broadly like in my career. So I'm originally from North Carolina. I'm a very proud Tar Heel. And um, I was a part of the entrepreneurial programs there as well as the business school. 
Um, and through that, I, I started my career in investment banking, but, but very quickly pivoted through a program called Venture for America um, into the entrepreneurial ecosystem, specifically in North Carolina. And I was working at an accelerator there where I was working to launch their first VC fund. And, and for me, that was the first instance where I saw what capital can do for undercapitalized ecosystems for early stage founders and how it can serve as a catalyst to really help them grow. Um, so after working there for a little bit and then another fund, Bull City Venture Partners in the Raleigh-Durham area, um, I went to business school where I was in New York City and I saw what it felt like to be a part of a very robust ecosystem, a part of the place that many founders hope to go, you know? Mm -hmm. and. And for me, I realized that the community, the access to capital, the access to really incredible mentors is what makes that ecosystem function so incredibly well. And I was inspired to be able to pull those pieces together in other parts of the country and, and cue revolution and, and rise of the rest. And, and that's how I got synced to the team. And, and that's what I do on a day-to-day -day basis is work with founders all across America to help them build better businesses, to find those founders and invest in them and, and also pull in other VCs to, to really see the true value in other parts of the country. That's so neat. So what would you say Revolution's thesis is, like core thesis? Yeah, so Revolution, because we're three independent fund entities, right. I'm going to sort of double click specifically on Rise of the Rest. So our core like ethos or thesis is to really support founders and undercapitalized ecosystems across America. So we don't have any sector focus really or any major that was my next question. Yeah, geographic focus other than outside of Boston, New York, and San Francisco. Um, and we're really, really passionate about, you know, founding teams that see a specific pain point, whether it's locally or more broadly, and, and they're double clicking into how they can found like support that, address that and build an incredible business to, to mitigate that. Awesome. So are you guys also focused on any particular industry or agnostic there as well? Yeah, we're completely agnostic, except we have a couple of guardrails for some spaces that we tend to stay away from, including crypto and cannabis. But other than that, we do both direct-to-consumer, CPG products, uh, deep tech, cybersecurity, both you know direct-to-consumer as well as B2B. Um, yeah, so it's, it's a really broad portfolio and it's really fun kind of day to day, you know, jumping into all of these different industries as the companies come through the door. Right. Super fun. And every day is different, I guess. Too. Exactly. Super different. What would you say Rise of the Rest's value add is aside from capital to these, por to these portfolio companies? Yeah, great question. So our value add is, is much more, like you said, than the capital. It's, it's our team. It's the people that we can bring into the fold. We actually have a full team that supports our founders kind of beyond just that initial check. And, and we often joke, especially since we don't lead those investments, is that we like to lead from behind, meaning, you know, we might not be that board seat or that board observer, but we're in the trenches with you. We're, you know, meeting with you monthly, quarterly, understanding what your pain points are. Is it hiring? Is it thinking through your go-to market strategy? Is it thinking through how to better price for your revenue model? Mm -hmm. And we're trying to be tactical and, and work not only with you, but also other syndicate members to, to provide the best strategies and advice to help propel the businesses forward. So neat. And speaking of those, you mentioned a few in Arizona. Are there a couple portfolio companies you could talk to us about? Yeah. So a couple, we currently have five investments in the Arizona ecosystem. So it's been a gem to be out here at the Unmet Arizona conference and, and get to meet some folks actually in person instead of a Zoom square. Um, so a couple notable ones are Scala. So Jaime, we have Quick as well. 
Neolite, um, just to name a couple more. But it's been it's been truly incredible to be a part of this ecosystem and to con continue to double down and, and see the new talent coming out of here. Is this your first time at Unmet? This is my first time at Unmet, okay. yeah. So awesome. it's been great. Well, maybe they'll come to the East Coast soon, then you can go to that too. Yeah, that would be really fun. Um, getting to know the South Street guys has been really, really great. And I love that they're starting to, to leverage Unmet in a lot of different geographies too. Mm -hmm. When you, as a team, look at a potential portfolio company, what would you say ends up being more important to Rise of the Rest? The founder themselves or maybe the business plan? Yeah, great question. Um, I can, I'll speak more closely for myself, especially since our team functions so differently, but I would say across the board, actually, all of us really are looking for incredible founders, right? These are not short-term relationships that we're, that we're getting into. We're working with these founders for, you know, five, 10 years, and we want to work with folks that enjoy working with us. We want to work with, work with folks that are adaptive. We want to work with folks that are open-minded and, and curious and eager, but also humble. And, and oftentimes, many of our founders, the business that they present to us on day one is not necessarily the same business two, three, five years out. So being able to work with those founders and find those, finding those personalities that are willing to do the hard work, willing to make maybe those painful pivots is really important to us. So, so founders, definitely over business plan. Awesome. Great answer. Sometimes people don't know, so it's <laughs> nice that you knew right off the bat. Lots of convictions. Uh, we, we love our founders, and we love to support them. That's so great. Is there, speaking of the founders, and you kind of just mentioned a couple, but I'll ask the question in a different way. Is there like an X factor that you look for in a founder, like an almost an indescribable quality? Hmm. That's a hard question. because it it's is a hard question. By definition, it would be indescribable. Yeah. So I think it is kind of that intangible, squishy factor. You know, after you leave that first call, you're you're like, hey, that was great. I, mm -hmm. I really vibed with this person. I love their energy. Even especially like as we're doing many of our meetings over Zoom, like being able to pick up on that, that squishy energy, feeling. Exactly. Even through, even through a virtual. computer screen, it's super meaningful. And so I think for us, it's just like, being able to think through, hey, like I loved chatting with this person once, would I want to do it again and again? And then like after sort of building that rapport, then diving into the business being like, okay, well, how does this fit into the greater competitive landscape? How nuanced is what they're doing? How much upside and opportunity is there? And then also like how can us as the Rise of the Rest team add and positively impact this business to help catapult it forward? Mm -hmm. Awesome. And then the name Rise of the Rest. Yeah. What does that really mean? Yeah. So it originally started with Steve Case. Our fund was really looking at looking more broadly at different geographies across America, right? The rest, if you okay, will. Okay, got it. And so wanting to empower everyone outside of New York, outside of Boston, outside of Silicon Valley, and also just make them feel seen. You know, we see you, we see the deals that you're doing, we see the hustle that you're committing to every day, and being a part of that and, and working alongside those folks. Got it. That makes sense. Now that I hear that, that, yeah. that does make sense. Well, do you have a particular piece of advice for maybe a founder who's just getting started in their journey, or even maybe a, a female who's looking to get into venture? Yeah, for sure. I think the biggest, like, piece of advice I would say is is take the meeting, stretch outside your comfort zone, send that cold email, reach out on LinkedIn, you know, tap that friend that you haven't seen in a while or that mentor you haven't seen in a while that could maybe 
provide new feedback, provide a new insight, and you never know what kind of breadcrumb will come from any conversation that you have and how, you know, sparking that can be for the rest of your journey. Um, and, and I would say just keep, keep moving forward. You know, every step forward is, is momentum, no matter how big or how small it is. And, and don't get bogged down in the weeds, you know, thinking through that as well. Just, just keep moving forward. Keep your chin up. You'll have bad days. You'll have tons of bad days. But those good days are the ones you savor and keep you moving. That's awesome. Well, thanks. Is there anything else you'd like to add either about your journey or Rise of the Rest? No, I think we're good. Oh, look at that. Thanks so much. Well, thank you so much for sitting down. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Sliced Podcast. If you're interested in sponsoring an episode of Sliced, please email newsroom at startupblogpost.com and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook.